Hello and welcome to the Arsenal way back again with you guys for another show and another episode of our Arsenal agenda series. You can see that myself and Chris have adorned the colours of our great club after yesterday's fantastic performance. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Chris, how are you doing, mate? On top of the world, TC, on top of the world. Um, <laughs> oh, absolutely fantastic, wasn't it, last night? Um so sweet as well you know um just the <laughs> in the fashion that that we won that game um just everything about it made a made it a classic you know one of the best games one of the most enjoyable and and yeah emotional games at the emirates i suppose in recent times um i thought you know first half we weren't sort of uh on top of the on top of our game it must be said and i was a little bit worried as the match went on we weren't really um, sort of being able to break down the, the the Wolves back line. It was sort of a switch compared to to back at the Molyneux a couple of weeks back when obviously we were defending for our lives and Wolves were attempting to do that this time around with with the with the goal um, in yeah. their favour. Um, but uh, look, if there's one thing or a few things that we've learned about this Arsenal team this season is that they show grit, determination, fight, and passion um, right until the final whistle and. We saw that again last night, and in my opinion, that is what won them the game. You know, it was the the ability to keep their heads, to keep their cool, um, to keep calm and composed despite the frustrations, and we just kept going and going and going. And when you are fighting for a top four place in the Premier League, when you are wanting to qualify for the UEFA Champions League, when you are wanting to compete with the top teams around you, You've got to do that. You've got to put in performances like last night. And I think we've done mm. it excellently, of course. Um, I think for my heart's sake, um, I would have preferred it to, to be done in uh, a more convincing way um, and a more calm way. But um, uh, that's why we love football, isn't it? It's like it's because of moments like last night and it's what... It reminds us why we support Arsenal Football Club. You know, they might um, frustrate the hell of us at times, but, uh, mm. you know, it's moments like that that make it worthwhile. And, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm sure we'll get more more into it in a, in a few minutes' time in terms of the, the certain individuals and, and stuff like that. But um, fantastic, you know, especially when, you know, obviously, the backlash and some of the, the questions that were raised about Arsenal's celebrations at, at Wolves and, um, some of Wolves' own players last night, time wasting and um, and yeah, uh, just um, acting like fools. It, it made it so sweet and um, yeah, just so happy we were able to get that win. I was trying to think back to the last last minute win that we had, like the real significant one. And I'm really struggling. The, the obvious one that comes to mind is the Leicester one uh, yeah. in 2016. Uh, that obviously comes to mind. I saw a lot of people posting the video at that chat box. You'll have to give us your your examples of of last minute winners that come to mind. Obviously, we think of '89, etc. But uh, but you know of, of recent history. Uh, I'm struggling to last time we won a game in the last few moments, uh, and, and it kind of meant that much. But uh, yeah, the Danny Sabas against Sheffield United in the FA Cup um, that obviously led us to the semi final, which we then went on to win. So that that also comes to mind too but yeah really good uh victory a fantastic uh kind of yeah never say die performance really struggled to Wolves really struggled to kind of contain Arsenal they dominated for most of it despite the fact that Wolves had I think 53% possession in the first half uh into the second half Arsenal just completely took hold of the game and were absolutely peppering 
the Wolves go. And I have to ask Chris, Lacazette was obviously instrumental in us winning the game in the end. And, you know, his link-up play was good. But there is still part of me that feels like if we had that striker, that clinical finisher, like we probably would have put that game to bed much sooner than we did. Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, Lacazette had a couple of chances last night, didn't he? And he just wasn't able to to, to find or the target, find the back of the net until until obviously that the, the last dying moments, which eventually went down as an own goal as well. But um, look, I think, you know, okay, he's, his goal-scoring form and his goal-scoring record this season has been far from convincing and especially not at the the standards at the levels that it should be for a for a striker for a main striker who's representing and playing for Arsenal Football Club on a regular basis um and you need more from from someone like Lacazette when we are pushing for a top four space of course a spot sorry um but again you know I just think I'm not justifying that you know this this should lead to to Laka getting a new contract and he should still continue being Arsenal's uh one of Arsenal's main strikers um, next season and whatnot, um, but again, you know his his movement last night did prove key. He's a, we know he's a very hard worker. Um, he'll get himself into some dangerous positions. He'll he'll hold up the ball well and and get his teammates involved. Um, his link up play with the likes of Pepe, Saka, um, Odegaard last night were, was important um, towards the end of the game. And uh, of course, that helped us get the win and he played a key role in getting that winner, of course. Um, and his celebrations at full time, we've seen it before, even his celebrations when he scored the goal. Mm. Um, he, he, he's passionate for this football club. He'll always give his, his, his absolute everything. Unfortunately, we've seen and we've seen Arsenal take this route before and it's very much a route that Arsenal must continue taking in the future and that's being ruthless when it comes to player contracts, when it comes to new signings. For far too long, for, for many, uh, far too many years now, um, recently we were too soft and we made mistakes, we made wrong choices um, and I think from the summer, from last summer where we, we were we making some some tougher choices, we were ruthless in the transfer market we were ruthless when it came to terminating player contracts I think we've got to uh, unless obviously we may not for whatever reason be able to get two brand new strikers through the door in the summer maybe for whatever reason we can only just get the one then of course you know we may have to look to keep someone like Laka for uh, another season or so depending on what happens with with Eddie too of course that's another factor mm. to, to, to take into consideration but um, if we have the chance to bring in two brand new strikers, then I'm opting for that. I just think that um, we need more from Lacazette on a regular basis. And if he's not going to be able to deliver that, um, then we need to, whilst we still have the chance, and obviously um, as his contract's running out anyway, just um, just meet in the middle and say, look, now's the right time to part ways. Um, but of course, like I said, and like I touched on a second ago, Tom, there's a lot of different things that all play a part in that. You know, what happens with Eddie? What does Laka want to do? Maybe he wants to stay. Mick Arteta has been quite vocal on, you know, leaning towards giving Laka a new contract if that's possible. So we'll mm. have to wait and see what happens. But if he does stay, Tom, put it this way, we need more from him. Yeah, absolutely we do. We absolutely do need more. Um, and more will be goals. And yes, look, 
He had an absolutely fantastic game last night in regards to his link-up play, in regards to what he provided with the little, little touches and movement, and of course, getting the goal, which was very, very fortunate in the end to get deflection of the Wolves player. And then, of course, Jose Sarr putting it in with his hand, which, you know, in those moments, you need that type of victory. But I agree with you, absolutely. We cannot get um, too attached. I mean, I saw again uh, tweets last night suggesting that Granit Xhaka should be given a contract. Now, I thought Xhaka was great last night. Don't get me wrong. I thought he actually took his game to another level with the technical ability that he showed, uh, which is something that he hasn't showed regularly enough. And his interplay and his ability on the ball to take it past the player or to take the deft touches that he did was was really special. But again, it's this ruthlessness that Arsenal need to attach themselves that in the summer window, we go in and we upgrade upon Xhaka, we upgrade upon Lacazette, and we take this team to that next level. And that is what we need to do. Uh, in the context of the top four race, though, Chris, it's still, despite all the, the, the celebrations, didn't take us yet into the top four. Uh, and we still do have these games in hand over Manchester United and, of course, those other teams around us and Chelsea, too, who, if we win our one game in hand over Spurs, will be one, uh, two points behind them kind of shows how far they've fallen how we've how close we've got to them i suppose um but what's really interesting is is now the momentum that this builds that the the two wolves victory sandwiching that brentford win going into a watford game that you would think is very very winnable uh and then of course we finally will be able to play uh liverpool and, and hopefully who, who knows get our revenge in that game for the, the the league cup semi-final but how big in the context of the top four was the win huge Absolutely huge, you know. I think the fact that obviously we were against Wolves, um, who in recent weeks had, had been climbing the table and had found a bit of momentum. Obviously, Spurs lost the night before against Burnley, um, which was obviously a huge dent in their efforts this season. So, um, yeah, that only sort of uh, uh, boosted the the need for for three points last night, um, and. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you said it there, you know, it's still not enough to take us into the top four. Um, and there's still a lot, a long way to go. There's still a lot that can happen. We know that this league is unpredictable. Um, each week can throw something different to, to us. And yeah, to, last night was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. It's a big step in the right direction. Obviously, we've got those couple of games in hand as well, which is a big bonus as well. But it's, it's imperative that Arsenal keep their focus now. They keep their heads and we, we continue doing what we have done for the last few weeks. We take each game as it comes. We just go out there, give it our absolute all and um, treat each one as it comes, treat each one as a cup final, as I've, I've often been saying recently. That's the way we've got to look at it. Um, and yeah, just just go for it. You know, we're in a strong position. Um, obviously, like I mentioned a second ago, those games in hand give us a slight advantage. And, um, you know, I'm sure that will be in the back of the minds of the players. And of course, Mikel Arteta, he'll know that, that they can play an important role for us as well. But we've still got some tough games to come. And, um, you know, especially with those around us, such as we've got to play Spurs, Man United, you know, they'll they'll know that um, their, their remaining games are absolutely crucial as well. And the same goes for even Wolves after last night. They'll, they'll be gutted, they'll be disappointed. But... Um, you know, we, we saw it a, a few weeks back, didn't we? We beat them at their place, um, which they were disappointed about, but they went and, and beat Tottenham. You know, they've got a lot of quality in their side still. We, we saw that last night. They can cause problems. So it, there's still a lot around us, TC, that, you know, are very much still in the fight. We'll, we'll give it a good shot. And we've got to be wary of that because, you know, it's only one defeat and then the whole picture changes again and, and things can look... Uh, 
things can look a bit grey. So we've just got to keep our heads, got to keep a focus, um, and yeah, take each game as it comes. But uh, you know, I, I, we saw it again last night, and as I mentioned earlier on, we, we've seen it um, at certain points throughout the season. This group is is special. They've got fight, grit, and determination, passion that I've I haven't seen in an Arsenal team for a long, long time now, and um, that's going to play a key role in my opinion for us getting over the line, getting that top four spot. You're on mute, by the way, Pete. That's three shows in a row I've done that. That's unbelievable. <laughs> it makes a change from me doing it. I, I appreciate it. Just trying to be professional. Um, no, look, it's th- it's uh, we are in a position where every single game is a must-win, a cup final, as we've described it for some time now. And, these Wolves games were always going to be huge. There's a reason why we've not done the double over Wolves for the last nine seasons. Uh, it's taken that long before we've we've been able to do it because they're an increasingly good side that have got their own ambitions of progressing into Europe. And it's not a surprise that we beat them in both games just by one, the single goal, because they're a very decent side. But now we have an option, an opportunity rather, to to push ahead, to keep to string these wins together, to pick up points in games where maybe we we thought we couldn't. The Liverpool game is going to be a great litmus test for kind of where we've come since we lost that Liverpool game in January and how this momentum's built us forwards. But there is uh, other parts of the squad that does need to be talked about, Chris. And Nicolas Pepe came off the bench, as did Eddie and Ketia, but Pepe in particular, I want to focus on got an assist uh, at the end and of course a uh, a goal to equalize things too i i say it's an assist obviously it's an own goal isn't it but you know he assisted the the chance to the creative for lacquer he has been so out in the cold for so long and to come in and play like he did and to be as influential as he was do you think that answers a lot of questions about him as a person about how he's kind of feeling about his current situation at Arsenal his commitment to the team and is there an argument with how maybe Saka was a little bit under what we would expect from him last night that Pepe should start the next game against Watford well uh, I mean I think I said it before the game that um, you know we we, was it on yesterday's stream when we were previewing the match that um when we were speaking about maybe the absent absence of Emil Smith Rowe, which obviously proved to, to to be the case in the end, unfortunately, we wish him a speedy recovery. Hopefully, he's back soon. Um, that we still had someone like Nicola Pepe to come in, make an impact throughout the match if we needed him to. Um, you all, you always had that sense going into it. If it wasn't Smith Rowe, it would have been Martinelli straight back in, which it was obviously. Um, and Mark, well, Mikel Arteta said, didn't he, over the last week or so, that um, since Pepe returned from the Africa Cup of Nations, he's seen he's seen a, a new Pepe, he's seen a different Pepe, and well, how right he was. Um, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. As soon as he got on the ball, his first touch, you know, he was looking to create problems. He was looking to create something moving forward, take on his man. Um, and look, this is we'll always say, oh, well, I'll always say this about Nicola Pepe. The talent has always been there. That's We've never questioned the talent. We've never questioned the ability. We've questioned the consistency from when he delivers that that talent and when he delivers that ability on the pitch. He hasn't been able to do it on a consistent basis. When you pay a, a fee like £72 million for a player, you expect to see that ability on the pitch week in, week out. We haven't. It's been frustrating. It's been a shame because, you know, you see these glimpses of, of a Pepe on top of his game when he's at his best and you think, oh, 
you know, why can't we just see that every single week? Um, and that's where my doubts and that's where my frustrations have, 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 have laid with Pepe. Hasn't been on the talent and, and on the ability front. It's just been about the consistency. And if he can find that consistency, I, can th- I, I think he can be one of the best wingers in the Premier League. I really, really do. Because, like I say, it, the talent is clear. You know, when he's got that confidence, when he's on top of his game, he can make such a big difference. He takes pops at goals. He's got a great left foot. He loves to cut in. And you more often than not, he finds the back of the net, curlers in, into the top corner. Got great free kick ability. When he's got that confidence, he can take on and beat his man. He can get assists like he did last night. He can get goals. You know, he's got great technical ability. And, I mean, we, for instance, we saw it when he first joined, I think it was, um, under Unai Emery. And I, I remember you know, sort of his debut at the Emirates and at Anfield when we played Liverpool, I think it was. And he, he was beating the Liverpool defenders. He was sort of all over him. You know, I want to see that Nicola Pepe more often. I want to see the Nicola Pepe that we saw last night. And look, Okay, yeah, he may be mate, trying to make a point, whether it's obviously coming off the bench and making an instant impact last night. He's working harder in training. I suppose mm-hmm. he must be because he obviously Arteta touched on on the difference he's seen and him, which is obviously a good thing to hear. Of course, you know you can he can improve Mikel Arteta to the point where he may drop Martinelli or he may drop Saka, but obviously we know Pepe's better on on the right hand side, probably where he cuts in on his left foot. Um, so yeah, I mean, look. I'm really happy for him. I'm really chuffed because he it has been a difficult season for him. You know, obviously since Smith Rowe and Saka have been so so fantastic, and obviously Martinelli came back from injury, pushed hard and impressed to get back into the into the into the first team picture. So yeah, I mean, hopefully it, it can continue between now and the end of the season, and who knows, he may he may be in the the, the starting lineup uh, in the next match. You never know. But at the same mm-hmm. time, he's a fantastic option to have on the bench to to bring on and. And to, to try and make an impact um, and, and change things like he did last night. So, really happy for Pepe. Um, we know he has it in his locker. We just don't see it um, enough, unfortunately. But um, hopefully now, since his return from the African Cup of Nations and obviously the, last night's uh, little cameo, it's a step in the right direction, and we um, yeah we, we we get to see that Pepe more often. I thought it was really interesting listening to Arteta talk about Pepe um, and how he's come back because, look, I think there's there's something about the divisiveness of Arteta that if a player isn't playing uh, under his tenure, that's often used as a bit of a lightning rod um, to kind of use that as a stick to beat Arteta sometimes, which is a shame because I'd, I'd wish that we could separate these things and look at things kind of as on, on an individual basis. For me... I agree with you, Chris. Pepe's got all the, the talent in the world. It's just application of that talent is not consistent enough at the top level and hasn't been for Arsenal. And when you see Saka putting down the performances that he puts down as a 20-year-old on more consistent games, you have to understand why Saka is getting the opportunities over to Nicolas Pepe. I feel, though, that the difference between, say, Pepe and, say, the incidents we've had with Aubameyang is that Pepe's come back and he's got his head down and he's fighting and he wants to play. And we know from Arteta's mannerisms, from how he acts, that if you're not with the programme, you're gone, you don't play. It's as simple as that. But with Pepe, it's clearly different. And you have to show respect to Pepe for that, absolutely, for getting in, knuckling down, coming in, and then making a huge impact in this fixture. Whether or not he should start in the next game against Watford, asking the chat box as to what you guys were thinking about this. 
Um, Paul says, I think Saka was not fit and has to receive medical attention for Pepe to set in until he is fully fit. Saka's played a lot of games. He could be a bit burnt out at this point. Um, Malawi says, uh, with Pepe, I think it's down to Arteta's management, young manager who's still learning. Uh, Steve says, as good as Pepe is at times, it's hard to justify him playing over Saka. Absolutely. Steve, yeah, CV says, still trust Sackers to start. Pepe, more impact coming on as a sub. King says, Pepe must prove himself that he deserves to start. And when when he does that, the manager has started him before. There is no agenda. Afsar disagrees, though, and says that Pepe has been mismanaged by Mikel Arteta. It's an interesting one. Um, I don't know if he's been mismanaged at all. I just don't think that he's been worthy of the opportunity over Martinelli, Smith-Rowe or Saka during this period that he's been mainly on the bench. I don't think he's been mismanaged at all because when he has started games, as he did, I mean, this was his first Premier League goal of, of the entire mm. season and he has played and he has started fixtures. And if you remember back to last season where we really struggled, he was playing a lot with Saka and Saka was having to play out of position on the left-hand side to accommodate Pepe. And then when we moved Pepe off of the fields, brought Smith Rowe into the left, pushed Saka to the right, the second half of last season was our, you know, was the big, big rise up to finishing eighth. But we still finished higher than where we were in the first half of the season when Pepe was starting. So yeah. you're I not, don't think he's been mess managed. You're not gonna take out Smith Rowe, first of all, because he's what our top no. goal, goal scorer. Um <laughs> and he's been so consistent this season. And I would bring him, fantastic. him back in, by the way, first for Martinelli. Yeah. I would bring him yeah. back in against Watford Smith Rowe. Yeah, no, I would too. Um and I actually think we missed him last night. I think we yeah, may absolutely. may have made things a bit easier going forward if we did have him in. You're not gonna take out Saka because what I mean, he's one of our best players. He's been absolutely phenomenal. And um yeah, there has been one or two games this season where he's maybe not lived up to the standards, maybe not been on on top of his game but um he still scores goals he still creates chances he, he's imperative in in making things happen and beating his man and i mean yeah. you're not going to take out martin odegaard are you who has been absolutely phenomenal for us in he's our best weeks. player mate uh, yeah. he's our best player i i'm not i'm not scared of saying that i'll put him out there martin odegaard is our best player i mm. Uh, well, no. yeah. It's, Tell me I, I'm I wrong. Think, <laughs> Tell me I, I'm no, wrong. I can't. I can't say you're wrong because um, he's he's proven a lot of people wrong this season. You know that initial um, short-term loan that we got for him uh, last season. You know, I can see why it raised a few doubts. You know, he wasn't amazing, um, but we, we could see there was something there, couldn't we? We could see there was a spark. There was a talent in this player. And of course, it was always going to be quite harsh to judge him in that amount of time anyway. He'd just come from Spain and never played in England before, um, you know, and it was only a, a, a short-term loan, wasn't it, until the end of the season. So, you know, you have to factor in lots of different things, new teammates, new country, new league, um, short amount of time to really fit in properly. But now he, he joined in the summer and, well, he's been, he's been immense. Um, he's, he's a leader. He's got the talent to be a, a world-class player, in my opinion. Um, he's still very young, so he can. He's only going to get better. TC, that's a scary thing, isn't it? Um, mm. You know, and uh, yeah, I just think he can. He can. He can be Arsenal captain, in my opinion. He's he's got all the attributes to to be that leader, um, and he's got all the attributes to be a significant um, player for us moving forward. So yeah, I think I don't think you know. Just going back to Pep, I don't think he's been mismanaged. I just don't think he hasn't shown the same level of consistency such as Smithrow, Saka uh, and Odegaard um, uh, and Martinelli since he came back into the team you know he had yeah, a few injuries 
Um, but he, he got his head down, he focused on improving his game and he came back into the team and he he was scoring goals and playing really well. So it's just unfortunate. It's just one of those things in football. We're just lucky enough to have a lot of talent moving forwards into this team and in the attacking areas. And that's what competition is all about. Um, you know, uh, we, we saw it with um, Tavares and Tierney. We all know Tierney's the better left back. We all know Tierney's the better player and the stronger player for us. But, Tavares had a good run of games and he came into the team and was playing over Tierney. You know, these things happen. Um, we, we could be looking in a couple of weeks where Pepe keeps coming off the bench and he's scoring goals for fun or he's, you know, playing really well overall and then he comes back into the team and and, and, and swaps with someone. You know, this is a, a headache which Mikel Arteta will welcome. You know, these are this is what, like I said, this is what competition is for in this Arsenal team. This is what Mikel Arteta wants and, yeah, we'll just have to see what happens. But, um, you know, for me at the moment, I'm I'm not dropping Smith Rowe, Saka or, or, or Odegaard. No, absolutely not. Um, we're going to have to wrap things up there. Um, we've been going on for longer than we usually do, but it was a special game last night, so we have plenty of reason to do that. If you have enjoyed the show, please do drop a like on the video. If you want to see the live reaction of uh, Bailey and Omar, make sure you check out our reaction show from yesterday evening as well. Um, this is obviously the last show of the week, so we do these Monday to Friday at 9.30am UK time, so we'll be back on Monday, but there'll be plenty of content coming for you over the weekend, and I'll be having a chat this afternoon on the channel with Dr. Raj Prabhra about Tommy Yasu's calf injury and what we might be able to expect from that as well. So do tune in if you want to get the latest on what it could mean for Tommy Yasu's short-term future and when we might expect him back in the fold. See you soon, guys. Have a great day. Chris, thank you so much for coming on as always, fella. No, I appreciate it, TC, as always. Um, really good to uh, speak about that game last night. And uh, yeah, mm. thank you to everyone tuning in this morning. Have a great day. Absolutely. Thank you, Gina, in the background. As always, we will see you on Monday for the 9.30 show. We'll also see you over the weekend and this afternoon for more content as well. Have a fantastic time. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.